Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Gulfport. That would be a little weird. I've been pushing for for uh, Shane to move, to, uh, move a uh, strange yeah. brew down to the coast, though. Brewport, Brewloxy, Pascabrula. We've got all sorts of options down there. Ocean Springs. I'm just, you know, Ocean Springs is actually the place to put it. I don't know. Have you been to Ocean Springs lately? No, but you've told me the place is nice. It's like a college town. It's incredible. They got like a whole downtown area with restaurants and bars. A, a coffee shop would kill there. Yeah. I agree. You know what that is? You know what we just did? Million dollar idea. Million dollar idea. This is what we did. We just did that. Wherever you are in our great state, from the Gulf Coast all the way up to South Haven in the Memphis area, you can have Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com in order to be shipped right to your door. Remember, when you support Strange Brew Coffeehouse, you are supporting the Bulldog Initiative. We're going to talk about the Bulldog Initiative a little later uh, in the show. College Quarter and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Everything maroon and white. They have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. They've got clothes. They've got stuff for the car, the tailgate, the house, whatever it is. You want to let people know you're a Mississippi State fan. You hit them up at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. When the best meal in town, every meal is at one place, you just can't go wrong. So lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch, go grab a table at Restaurant Tyler. Make your reservations for this weekend or whatever weekend you're going to be in Starkville. You don't want to be left out in the cold. You want to get a great meal every time you do it at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com. To find the location nearest you. When you're talking about dealing with with finances, you want to deal with people in your community. You want to talk to people who know you, who back you up, not some corporate bank that you don't know anybody there. It's the same as when you buy locally, when you when you eat locally, you want to bank locally as well. And Priority One Bank can do that for you. So again, if you're in central Mississippi, there is a location near you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. We've got a good show lined up. I mentioned we'll talk about the Bulldog Initiative. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. We've got a great interview with Justin Spears from the Tucson Star. We had him on just a couple of weeks ago. Now he's back to uh, preview this weekend's game with Arizona. But that's what we're going to do here in the first part of the show. And, Robbie, 
we've said it a few times. This game last year was one for Mississippi State on the line of scrimmage. Uh, State was able to to dominate both sides of the ball up front. Um, I thought, in particular, defensively, they just had they just created havoc all night for the Arizona offensive line. And in that game, Jaden Crumney did not play. He was injured and was out for that one. So State was in without their best defensive lineman. That's where if if Arizona has not improved then they're going to lose again. So let's, you know, when I take a look, let's start defensively for Arizona. This is a team that is loaded with transfers. I mean, they just have almost every position. Uh, I'm reading Paul's article. He does a, a great job every uh, every week with a, with a opposing uh, beat writer. And Jason Shear from the Arizona 24-7 site, there could be five or six starters from this year that weren't there last year, they were all transfers. And on the defensive line are some of those guys, Bill Norton from Georgia, Taylor Upshaw from uh, Michigan, Tyler Manoa from UCLA. All these guys are projected to be starters. These are these are guys that, you know, have played Power 5 football. They know what a little bit about playing in the SEC is, is about and the difference in physicality. Will these transfers make a bigger difference for this Arizona defense trying to slow down what is now going to be a power running attack for Mississippi State? Yeah, it's. I'm really interested to see that. You know, we were kind of uh, going in blind last year talking about them. Mm-hmm. All we had was the one game, and they remember last year they had picked up a ton of transfers too. Mm-hmm. So it looks like kind of that's kind of like their their deal is they're just going to have like a lot of new players every year coming in from the portal. So I don't really know what to glean from the Northern Arizona game. I feel like we took a lot more from that San Diego State game last year that they played, or San Diego, whichever one, I can't remember. Um, I feel like we took a lot more from that game than we did from Northern Arizona. Yeah. Because they'd had, you know, Jacob Cowling, I think it had a huge game. Uh, the week before, and uh, Jaden DeLauro had a huge game, four or five touchdown passes. Now that we've seen some of those guys, I mean, Mississippi State's returning their players too. I mean, it's more of a – to me, it's more of a Mississippi State thing. Can Mississippi State execute against these players? Are they they going to be able to execute in the run game? Is their offensive line going to be able to – to everybody get on their blocks and and the tight ends – um, help out a little bit too because I, I didn't think the tight ends blocked particularly well last week. Watching the game back, Antonio Harmon missed an opportunity to spring Mike Wright for a touchdown in that big long run. Uh, you know, Rylan Gody had some opportunities and he just didn't get to a spot in time. I think that the tight ends have to be better. That's what you're missing with uh, Jaquarius Spivey. You don't have that guy that has played five years of. Uh, college football, four or five years, whatever it is now, uh, at two power five schools and played a lot of it at that position. So, I mean, it's a, to me, it's an execution thing for Mississippi State. If Mississippi State does their job, they should be able to uh, have success. Because if you don't, this is going to be maybe the fifth or sixth best defensive line <laughs> at best that you play this year in the SEC. Oh, I mean, oh. I mean, it's not I mean, a like, team. This is probably 
from the Power Five perspective, State plays what nine uh, nine Power Five games. This is probably the ninth best one. Maybe maybe Ole Miss is just because we don't know enough about it. But yeah, yeah, and I got to think their right defensive the line is going to be better than that. Yeah, you're right on the money. One thing that if if you're an Arizona fan, what would concern me is when I look at their depth chart. They run a four two five with a player called a cat, who from what I can tell is. Kind of like what State likes to do with the Sam, but he's more of a hand-in-the-ground kind of guy. The middle of their line, two big guys, right? Bill Norton and uh, uh, the the guy who was listed as a starter last week is Tia Sevilla. They're both 300-pounders, right? But the the defensive end, Taylor Upshaw, 6'5", 270. And then Isaiah Ward, who Jason Shear refers to as the best pass rusher on the team, 6'5", 225. That's concerning. Right off the bat, when you think about how big Dollar Bill and Cam Jones are at those tackle positions, obviously you would think that Arizona would have some size and quickness uh, or some quickness uh, advantage. But if Mississippi State wants to run the football and mush ahead, feels like State's going to have a good advantage there. Yeah, I, you know, uh, you got to think you, you should be able to wash those guys out. But I mean, sometimes that plays into their factor. They're able to slip by the bigger offensive linemen. I mean, that could be part of it, but. This should be a game that Mississippi State wins in the trenches. Mm-hmm. That this, it, It's time for that unit to really come together. You have LSU next week, Brian. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to be prepared for that. And if they're struggling up front, which it's hard to say they struggled against Southeastern Louisiana when they rushed for 300 yards, basically. And in the second half, just, you know, you could tell that they really had wore down that defensive line. So I'm not too concerned with what I saw in Southeastern Louisiana. If they come out and they're struggling to move the pile against Arizona, I'm going to be concerned about that. So that's that's what I'm watching. I'm, I'm really going to watch how Mississippi State controls the line of scrimmage. I don't care about explosive plays so much or anything like that. I, you know, I don't care about a whole lot of that. Um, the passing game, which I think they need to have in this game to succeed. But what I'm focusing on this weekend is whether or not they're able to wear down that defensive front and really open up some big holes. Because if they're if they're able to do that and you stepped up in competition from last week, that means your line's getting better and better. And that's what you have to have happen for the next uh, you know two, three weeks to be successful. On the other side of the ball, when you look at this, you know, Arizona offensive uh, offensive line, a very veteran group, right? You've got a senior, a junior. I'm sorry, I take that back. Not a very veteran group. A senior and a junior, but then you have a redshirt freshman, a freshman, and a sophomore getting the start. Now, size-wise, Ooh. they're all over 300 pounds, and their interior guys are really big. Um, their two guards are 360 and 335. We saw Nathan Pickering have maybe his best game as a Mississippi State Bulldog last week, obviously against an FCS school, but he was really disruptive uh, in the middle of the field. Jaden Crumity, you kind of know what you're getting from him. I thought DeMonte Russell was okay, and we saw some flashes from the younger guys, but Pickering and Crumity are the guys to, to circle in this game for me. And if Pickering can sort of load up in the middle there, that's going to make for a long day for Arizona. If he can be disruptive again – and push the middle of that pocket forward and get Delora out of his comfort zone, that's where Mississippi State can win this football game. Yeah, agree. I mean, again, same thing here. You got to win up front. That they've they've got to get in the backfield. They've got and you got to be careful with uh with Jaden Delora too. I I didn't think that he 
attacked that defense well last year. I don't know what happened there with him, but there was opportunities for him to have some uh, bigger moments in that game, and he just kind of fell apart out there. I, you know, I wonder if they look at that film and kind of adjust how he's used this week. I don't know. But you got to be different, kind of different what you do defensively with him this week because he can hurt you with his legs. Um, but up front, State's got to be able to to win at the at the point of attack there. I think having Jaden Crumity is huge this year. Didn't have him last year, and I thought still controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, so both lines of scrimmage are going to be huge for Mississippi State. Last year, Delora, it was such an interesting and odd performance in that he would scramble, he would get free, and then rather than just take the easy run and get three, four, five, six yards, he would try to force the ball into coverage. And yeah. State picked off three passes, and that's a big reason Mississippi State uh, was able to win that football game. And when you look ahead, you mentioned LSU. When you look ahead to next week, Jaden Daniels really hurt Mississippi State a season ago with his legs. I wonder if Delora will take a lesson from that. We might see a little bit more of him on the run on Saturday uh, evening. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I think this game might go because I don't think they utilized that last year. And I think they're going to look at the film and say I, – I just – I think Jed Fish is smart enough to say we're not going to do the same thing this year. And, I, you know, what State prepared for last year I think was for, for him to – be a guy that could get out and run. And, you know, we all thought that's what was going to happen in this game is you're going to have to have a spy on the guy. If he gets flushed, he's going to make a big play. It never really came to fruition in that ball game. But it's, you know, that's something that you have to keep in the back of your mind. If this guy gets pushed out of the pocket, you better have somebody coming up and making a play. Because last year, State got hurt a lot on that kind of stuff, especially against Jaden Daniels. So, it's 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 one thing to watch for sure. Delora's, uh, you know, the state's ability. To, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like you hear when you think about mobile quarterbacks. A lot of times you hear keep him in the pocket, but based on what I saw last year, I almost feel like state wants to get him out of the pocket because I didn't feel like his decision making was at its best. Now, if he's improved upon that aspect of his game, it could be a problem for Mississippi State. But the other thing to consider for state is, you know. Tyrus Wheat was such a huge part of their pass rush last year. I did not think Deshaun Page had his best game as a Mississippi State Bulldog on Saturday. They really need that Sam position to show up on Saturday. Now, if that's going to be Page, John Lewis had a big play on special teams last week. Can that turn into something where he, you know, takes that momentum to the to the practice field and, and gets himself going a little bit there? I don't know the answer to that, but State needs more out of their their third linebacker. You know what you're getting out of Watson and Johnson. That third linebacker position needs to do more for Mississippi State this week, starting this week. I, I kind of want to see more Deshaun Page. I mean, um, J.P. Purvis. J.P. Purvis is, is another one, yeah. I like. I, I just I feel like every single time he's in there, he's making a play and he's disrupting the play. Like what? What is what's keeping him held back? Like I don't I don't know what's going on that he's not getting that playing time because even when he came in the other day, I thought that he was, you know, disrupting plays. So what? I don't you know what's the deal? What's what? Why was he not starting at Sam? Obviously, they didn't feel good about him. But my question is, what is what is wrong there? Because 
whatever he's doing in practice must not be translating into the game. Yeah. We'll see how that all how that all shakes out this weekend. But yeah, Mississippi State needs to find a way to get more production from that Sam position. But th- it, it is just as simple as this. You know, when State goes into the SEC, there's going to be some games where, you know, the, the matchups are fairly even on the line of scrimmage. Last year, State was able to dominate, dominate Arizona Air. on the line of scrimmage. It reminded me a lot of, of a couple of years ago, or I guess longer than that now, five years ago, when State went to Kansas State and just absolutely own the line of scrimmage. Now, it's easy to do that when you have guys like Elton Jenkins and Deion Calhoun on one side, Jeff Simmons on the other. But, you know, the next year... And they had Nick Fitzgerald and Kyle Hill back there, yeah. too. Well, and then the next year, they they just didn't have that same physicality up front. And Kansas State, you know, under Chris Kleiman, did. So, I, you know, I that's that's my concern is, you know, last year they really pushed them around that's got to be in Arizona's mind. They're certainly you know remembering that performance. So how do they come in and react? And like I said, with a with a defense that looks totally different, with an offensive line that's got some size on it, we'll see if they can they can match the physicality of Mississippi State for sure. Before we go to our interview, let's talk a little bit about the Bulldog Initiative, Robbie, because uh, an email today that uh, a lot of folks received. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, I, I saw it on Twitter earlier. I will will give you some quotes from it, but it appears that uh, Zach Arnett's campaign uh, that we talked about last week where he uh, they announced that the Bulldog Initiative is the official collective of Mississippi State, which which for for lack of a better word, so sort of some window dressing. Right. At this point, we all knew that the Bulldog Initiative, you know, if you're still somebody who's giving money to to crowd push or or the Starkville NIL club, you've been wasting your money. That's not going anywhere. The Bulldog Initiative is the one that everybody should be donating to. And as a a result, uh, in the last five days alone, the Bulldog Initiative has received over $1.3 million in new gifts and pledges. And that is just a huge number for Mississippi State. My my guess is that that is a, a large, large chunk of their budget now going forward. So that's great news for Mississippi State. Zach Arnett today on the SEC Coaches Teleconference also hyping up the Bulldog Initiative. We talked about what he said at his Monday press conference where he had the Bulldog Initiative sticker and was was talking about how when you come into town, you need to be looking for this sticker and go to the businesses that you see it on. The organization of this push by the, the university and the athletic department to get behind the Bulldog Initiative, well, A, what a refreshing change for Mississippi State fans from previous administrations. But secondly, it appears to be working, and that's good news for Mississippi State Athletics. Well, that, that's kind of what you do whenever you come out and the the whole university <clears throat> pushes it. Which I know last year they ran a they ran something on the jumbotron or whatever, but this is a little different. When you have a video of Zach Selman coming out and saying this is the official NIL uh, initiative of Mississippi State sports, Zach Arnett's holding up a Bulldog initiative. Sticker talking about it at press conferences, challenging businesses to be supporters of the initiative. This is what Mississippi State's been missing. They've they're behind. I mean, let's let's be honest. They're they're a little behind on um, on all this, and it's not you know Charlie's fault. It's not the Bulldog Initiative's fault. It's just it's just been behind. And um, I I commend Charlie for being kind of at the forefront of all this, pushing it getting it out there, and now you've got the university backing you. I think this is huge for the initiative moving forward. 
And I expect them to make a big push here over the next few weeks. I think that now is the time to do it. You got some excitement around Zach Arnett, the football team. You're trying to become a um, a, t- a program that can compete for big time recruits. You got some great ones here in the state of Mississippi, and so this is the time to really push for it. Have that in place so you can sell that to recruits, I think, and to the players that are currently on campus too because I feel like what Mississippi State has done so well since this has been in place has been retaining players. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of of things moving forward, but also enticing players to come to Mississippi State because at the end of the day, I mean, that's what these initiatives are all about. Um, And at the same time, I think that Charlie has done a good job making sure that the people that are involved in the Bulldog Initiative as far as the athletes are giving back to, and it's actually not something that you're just paying players just because you want them to get to school or paying them, you know, for uh, a job well done, which is not what NIL is supposed to be about. There's actually something to it. They're actually doing good in the community, doing good for uh, Mississippi State being good representatives. So I like the whole uh, area – of, of Mississippi State's NIL right now, and I think it's going to continue to grow. And one thing you mentioned, you know, you're talking about Charlie Winfield. Never mind that you can't blame him for anything. I mean, again, and I feel like we've said this before, without him, I don't know where Mississippi State is right now. Without him just deciding in the middle of a day one day to say, I'm going to take over and make this happen, it could be Mississippi State could be in a position that they, they might not be able to dig out of. So Charlie Winfield is a bulldog that deserves a lot of credit and a lot of uh, – a lot, a lot of uh, loyalty uh, from Mississippi State because he certainly has it for uh, Mississippi State. But a one point three million dollar boost into the Bulldog Initiative—that is something to uh, to definitely point out and 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 be proud of. And uh, talking to some to some sources, that there may be some more announcements to come uh, regarding the Bulldog Initiative as regards uh, to donations and such. So, some good news for Mississippi State, like you said, because this. I feel like we we've had we keep we've had this conversation a million times. It's certainly here, certainly on Sports Talk Mississippi, people in the text line, so on and so forth. You can I'm going to have to quote a little Ric Flair. You can like it or not like it, but you're going to have to learn to love it because yeah. it this is the nature of college football. And so you really have two choices: you can either be all in for NIL, or you can just not complain when your team loses. Because those no, are, I completely those I'm, I'm with options. you there. And yeah. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go too deep deep in the weeds because you said you're reserving judgment. But like this, this plays into the fact of like not coming to games. If you want to, um, if you want, if that's how where your priorities are, you don't want to come to games. You don't want to give to nil. Mm-hmm. I, who am I to tell you how to spend your money? That's not. That's not my place. That's not your place. But. You are not allowed to complain about the current state of your programs, of the crowd, of the NIL, why you aren't getting recruits. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to be a part of that, you know, complaint. You're not allowed to be a part of the crowd that's carrying the the, the pitchforks. Because at this point, you hold the keys in your hands. The fans actually can give money to players now. Not directly, but you can actually give the Bulldog Initiative as much money as you want to help get your team better players, to help create a better atmosphere at Mississippi State, make Mississippi State more competitive for championships. 
There's no more of this, like, just blaming coaches anymore. There's only so much that a coach can do in this current landscape. At this point, a lot of this falls on on fans, too. So that's that's kind of where we are in the current landscape of sports. You actually can play a part in your teams more than ever with this NIL deal. Yeah. And so if you're one of those that's like, you know what, I'm not going to, to spend money on sports. I'm I'm just not. I got other things that I'm gonna do. That's perfectly fine. I like that's that is your prerogative. Like you you have I, I can understand that everything costs money now and it's through the roof and all that stuff. But I don't want to see those kind of people coming on the message board asking why so and so didn't come to Mississippi State and went to Ole Miss instead. And you know, why why are why are we picked last in the SEC? Well, because the perception is Mississippi State is poor old Mississippi State. That's that's kind of where things are. So if you want Mississippi State to be, you know, moving towards the top of the food chain a little bit, this is your avenue to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like I said on the board a while ago, you just got a jersey and you're sitting at the end of the bench on Team SEC. Yeah. You get to wear that patch on your jersey. That's, that's yeah. about all you, you got. You but. get to chant SEC, SEC – when LSU's playing in the New Year's Six game. Yeah, no question. So we'll continue to, uh, you know, like I said, I might expect to hear some more news from the Bulldog Initiative in the coming uh, days or weeks uh, regarding things like that. So we'll check it out. All right, guys, we uh, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend and every weekend, if you're firing up the grill you know you want to throw some steaks on there. You know you want to throw some burgers on there. If you got firing up the smoker, if you got all day on Saturday, you know you want to put a brisket on there, some tri-tips. I saw somebody, the guy who was tweeting at me about tri-tip the other day, they had him at Kroger today. I hope you were able to get one because, man, that's a good cut of meat. Just really, really good. I so, had a leftover steak for lunch. That's what I'm talking about. It's just, it's just it's good. Excellent. It's just good. Guys, I don't need to tell you that steak is good. You don't need me to tell you that, but you know I'm going to anyway. So if you're cooking out this weekend, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I mean, what can I do at this point with with, with them? What what else do I got to tell you about Two Brothers uh, Smoked Meats? It's the place to go. It's the place to be. And not only is it, you know, a great people-watching spot, not only is the food great, but it's just right down the road from the stadium. So if you're just going to go go ahead and get your, you know, you're not tailgating, you want to hit a, a local restaurant, sit inside, watch some football, Two Brothers is the best spot for that in Starkville, Mississippi. It is just a hop, skip, and a jump to Davis Wade Stadium. So this weekend, load up, head over to Two Brothers, and enjoy some smoked southern Soul food. Great products, great service is what every business likes to likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Guys, that's how you, you stay open by taking care of your customers. There's no other way around that. So when you need service, when you need technology for your business, you need a new copier, a new printer, new laptops, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you just call them back. No 1-800 numbers, no call centers. No out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people. They can solve your problem a lot of times the very same day. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. 
The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Guys, I tweeted it out the other day. You may have seen it. Uh, Dakota Jordan rocking a really cool state script polo. They've got a great special going right now. When you shop online, use code KOTA, K-O-T-A, 1-K, to get 10% off your purchase. And uh, again, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative when you do that. You, you may have noticed a theme here. Strange Brew Coffee House, uh, Restaurant Tyler, Two Brothers Smoked Meats, and, and The Rogue. These are Bulldog Initiative businesses. They can You can help the Bulldog Initiative when you shop there. So shop online at therogue.com or shop at the Great Rogue Store in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. We had him on just a couple of weeks ago. Let's talk to him again. Justin Spears from the Tucson Star. Star. I was on with his show uh, earlier this week in Tucson uh, on Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. He's returning the favor by joining us here on Thunder and Lightning. Let's get his thoughts on this upcoming game between Mississippi State and Arizona. Joining us now, Justin Spears. I did his show out there in Tucson on ESPN Tucson uh, earlier this week. Spears and Ali, he joins us now. Uh, also the uh, columnist for the Tucson Star covering the Arizona Wildcats. Justin, we, we talked just a couple of weeks ago, and, and we were trying to get some ideas of what this game might look like. You've seen Arizona now, albeit against a, an FCS opponent, just as I've seen Mississippi State against a uh, FCS opponent. What were your first thoughts on the Wildcats and what you saw last Saturday. I thought that Arizona kept it pretty vanilla, much like Mississippi State. I thought both teams did a really good job of going out, taking care of their opponent while also not flashing a little too much. You know, I don't really buy into – I mean, I think that Mississippi State's offense is a little bit different or much different under – uh, Zach Arnett, um, as opposed to Mike Leach, and in terms of just running the ball a little bit more. But I think Will Rogers is going to throw more than what we saw against uh, Southeast Louisiana. But that's uh, going into this game. Going back to your question about Arizona and what we saw in that first game, I, like I said, I think they kept it very vanilla. Uh, they didn't really you know, flash too much. Uh, Jacob Cowling, T-Mac, they were very limited in the passing game, albeit uh, T-Mac uh, caught a touchdown pass. And that's Tetai Roe McMillan, who's an absolute stud at wide receiver. Uh, we all thought that he was snubbed for the preseason Belitnikoff Award watch list. Uh, this is a guy who's going to be on that midseason watch list. Uh, he is a very talented wide receiver and a guy who's got first-round capabilities. Um, so, I mean, we saw a little bit from him. We didn't see Arizona really throw to the tight ends that much. Um, they have a couple of really good tight ends and Tanner McLaughlin and Kean Burnett. Uh, the second-year guy who's a former four-star recruit. You know, these guys are going to be very, very useful in the passing game this offseason or this this season. So I think that, you know, the fact that we didn't really see too much from the tight ends, um, I think is a sign that Arizona just wanted to keep it very basic. We saw a lot of passes to their running backs, Jonah Coleman and Michael Wiley. NAU's a really mediocre team at the FCS level. So the fact that Arizona has bull expectations, they're going up against a team that's voted to finish ninth in their conference at the FCS level. Um, I think it was just Arizona's opportunity to go out there, take care of business, and get ready for what should be a really big one in Starkville. When I went back and rewatched some of, of last year's game, one of the things that stood out to me was how often Jaden Delora was able to get outside of, of the pressure. State was State did a really good job of pressuring him, but he was able at several times to escape that. But then rather mm-hmm. than take a, a short gain, you know, trying to run the ball, 
he would force the ball down the field, and that's kind of what led to having three interceptions, having some incomplete passes. In this game, do you think Delora might look to run a little bit more if State's able to apply pressure the way they were a season ago? Well, and for Mississippi State folks that are listening to this, you guys have to understand that the game last year was really a turning point for Jaden Delora. Because we saw a really good game out of him against San Diego State to open up the season. But then we saw where Jaden Delora had some flaws in his game. And it looked like he didn't really want to run. And that's a really interesting point that you bring up. Because I do remember that game specifically. You know, actually being in the press box, like almost like, trying to scream at Jaden, like, oh, my goodness, look at all that room that you have to run. You can pick up eight, maybe nine yards and keep the offense into a rhythm. And rather, I mean, you just decide to throw ball, you know, in double coverage or you throw it out of bounds, whatever. It just Jaden tried to be the guy with his arm. And I think he understood that he's got to be able to use his athleticism and not be afraid to pick up those yards with his legs. And the following week against North Dakota State, what did Jaden Delora do? He set a career high in rushing yards. And we've seen Jaden Delora still be a pocket quarterback, but he understands when to pick his moments and when to use his legs. And over the last several months, he's put on a, a tremendous amount of good weight. The, the strength and conditioning program at Arizona has been really top-notch under Tyler Owens from the University of Alabama. Um, he's really turned around a lot of these guys' bodies and and that includes Jaden Delora. He's put on about 20 pounds-ish uh, since coming to Arizona, and he's much bigger, and he's more stout. And uh, we've seen him actually break off for some pretty big runs. Last week against NAU, he had a nice little 53-yarder up the sideline. So Jaden Delora is faster, he's bigger, he's stronger. Uh, he's a much better quarterback now that he's you know one year in the system. You know Now him and Jet Fish, they're at a point now where they can improvise a little bit on certain plays and really get creative. Uh, Jaden Delore really watched, he really enjoyed that Netflix docuseries quarterback, which follows the three NFL guys, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. And he saw with the, the Kansas City Chiefs how they were able to take one period of practice and Andy Reid allowed them to really get creative and improvise. Jet Fish and Jaden Delore kind of have a very similar situation now. And Jaden Delore is a multi-dimensional quarterback that I think Mississippi State's going to have to really watch out for. When you when you look at last year's game, State rushed for over 100 yards in this game and in the air raid, you know, where they they didn't run the football a whole ton. Now this offense has made sure. some changes and they are a little bit more run heavy. I would expect them to run the ball closer to 30 times uh coming Saturday. But this is a completely remade Arizona defense through the transfer portal. Are they are they better equipped to handle an SEC rushing attack? We'll find out, man. This is the true test for Arizona this season. It wasn't against NAU. It's this game in Starkville, in the humidity, in SEC country, where the cowbells are going to be absolutely ringing. Oh, by the way, they're preparing for that, by the way. Yeah. They got all these loud cowbell sounds at practice. It sounds like a fork rattling inside of a like a garbage disposal. It just it's not a pleasant sound. That so they're getting ready for the a cowbells. Pretty decent description. Is that okay? No. Okay. I mean, that's what exactly what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like cowbells. It sounds like they just recorded well, a fork in a garbage disposal, and well, it just Justin, that's when, the clanging when sound. You're ringing, when you're ringing one bell, it sounds like a cowbell. When you're ringing thirty thousand bells, it it sounds like something different. 
Yes. Yes. So they're, they're preparing for that. And, yeah. and this is going to be a big test for Arizona, man. This is a huge, huge test because, you know, in the offseason, they recognize, okay, we got to take care of the rushing defense. Arizona was the eighth worst rushing defense in the in college football last season. They were not good at stopping the run. Uh, in, in you know, last year's game against Mississippi State, it was almost like death by a thousand paper cuts with Will Rogers throwing these passes. Like it was a very just Mike Leach masterclass, right? Um, we're not gonna see that this year. I think we're gonna see a lot more running out of the Bulldogs. And Arizona, their entire focus this offseason was getting guys up front to stop the run. I mean, we're talking about adding almost 1,500 pounds of, of body from the transfer portal. They went and got, and got uh, five defensive linemen and two linebackers, uh, Justin Flo and Daniel Haimuli. Uh, but Bill Norton right there in that middle, you know, we're talking about a 330-pounder. Tyler Manoa from UCLA a guy who's, you know, 320 pounds. They got some big bodies up front that do the things that don't show up on the box score, like take up blockers, like take up a lot of space right. and get in the gaps. I don't think Arizona is going to get pushed, pushed around like they did last season. I think that the defensive line against Mississippi state's really experienced and really big offensive line. I, I think if Arizona can do a solid job up front to allow the linebackers to get in the play and maybe make something happen. I think Arizona's got a chance. If you made me answer what the biggest question mark for Mississippi State is, even after one game, it's still in the secondary. This is an Arizona receiving core that's got some studs in it, as you were just talking about. Is that where Arizona, you think, is going to look to exploit? The, the, I think they have a little bit more speed even than Mississippi State would. Yeah, with, with T-Mac, uh, Tete Roe McMillan on the outside, with Jacob Cowing, who's an NFL receiver. Yeah, uh, The Wildcats have you know, multiple guys that are going to be playing on Sundays at some point. And then they just added Colorado transfer Montana Lamonius Craig, uh, who I think is going to be a very sneaky, good receiver for the Wildcats. And like I said, they didn't use their tight ends at all last week. And Tanner McLaughlin had the most receiving yards by an Arizona tight end since Rob Gronkowski in 2008. You know, that's just how much the tight ends really haven't been effective in Arizona's offense over the years under multiple regimes, but uh, and under Jed fish, I mean, it's a pro style offense. So they love throwing to their tight ends. I expect Tanner McLaughlin, Kean Burnett, maybe to have a big game and yeah, the receivers, if they can get out into space, um, I, I think uh, Arizona could stand a chance, but again, man, that's, that's going to be, very tough because Mississippi State is so experienced and uh, playing on the road in that kind of environment, that's going to be really a really tall task. You know, all year long, I thought, man, when Arizona plays Mississippi State and they have to play in this humidity, it's going to be something. It's not going to be humid. It's going to be like in the, the high 70s, low 80s. It's going to be nice Saturday night. Mississippi State lost that advantage. Uh, every week on the podcast, when we do our predictions, we, we come up with an X factor. I think you asked me for mine. When we when I was on your show just the other day, a player you know yeah. not Cowing, not Delora, somebody who could make a play that that really stands out in this game. Who would that be for you? Uh, well, I think you got to go with the defensive side of the ball. Okay, and it, it, and I think that I mean if you want to go one defense, one offense, I think on defense the guy's got to be Jacob Manu. Uh, he is a weak side linebacker. Um, he is very undersized. Um, it, it, Paul Rhodes, he's a former 
uh, defensive coordinator for the Wildcats. He used to be the head coach at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. He used to always say one of my favorite expressions about a player who's undersized. He used to always call them sawed off. He's a sawed off linebacker. That's that's what Jacob Mondu is. He's a very undersized guy, but man, he's got a nose for the ball. He led the Wildcats in tackles uh, last week against NAU. And we saw in the second half of the season a year ago, um, he really made some big-time plays, including their big upset win over UCLA on the road at the Rose Bowl and then uh, to end the regular season against Arizona State. Um, he made plays where he got in and disrupted the quarterback, uh, forced a fumble, and then on the very last play of the game, which was kind of like the game sealer, uh, he comes in, knocks the quarterback's arm, and then Isaiah Taylor comes down with an interception. Um, so I think that you know Jacob Manu does all the things that you want for a linebacker. I expect him to come out and make a a lot of plays uh, for Arizona. They're really going to need his playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on offense, you know I think I got to go with their running backs. And I know it's really tough to pick one, but their leader Michael Wiley, who I think is uh, one of the best running backs in the country. He's a very versatile player. Uh, can do it all, c- catches out of the backfield too. Uh, we saw Jonah Coleman also really catch out of the backfield. But I think if Michael Wiley can come out and be effective on the ground and through the air, um, I, th- I think the Wildcats are are going to be a-, a team that can hang tough uh, w- with the Bulldogs. But if they can get Michael Wiley going, it'll really help him out because he had a really good game against ASU last year. Uh, to end the 2022 season, he had 214 rushing yards mm. and three touchdowns and was a Territorial Cup MVP. Uh, this guy's a dude, and I think uh, he's got he's someone that I think could be very, very effective on Saturday. Very interesting stuff. Big game for both of these teams uh, Saturday night, 630, Davis Wade Stadium. Jacob, I'm sorry, Justin Spears. I don't know who Jacob Spears is. Justin Spears, thanks for joining me here on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anything for you, Brian. I appreciate it, man. All right, thanks to Justin. Appreciate his time. We'll see him this weekend in Starkville. Stark. Probably big game on Saturday. I'm starting to get a little nervous about the attendance, but that's a discussion we're going to hold off until we have it. Until we have to have that discussion, we're gonna we're gonna hold off on it. So, do you think it's going to be worse than Saturday? No, not worse, but it's not going to be where it's it needs not to be. packed. Yeah, it's not going to be where it needs to be. We'll we'll talk about that if it happens. We'll get there tomorrow's show. You know what it is? Three P's: preview, playmakers, and prediction. Plus, on the podcast feed tomorrow, I'll be talking to Cole Kublik. He is uh, covering the game this weekend for the SEC Network. He'll be on the sidelines. You remember he had some big questions about Mississippi State's offensive line prior to the season. I want to see what he saw, talk about what he saw on film in game one and see if that maybe answered any questions for him or what he thinks about this offense after seeing it uh, in action. So we'll do that tomorrow on the podcast feed as well. Guys, have a great uh, Thursday, and Robbie and I'll be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.